You're listening to Voice Memos, the show about two longtime friends who have informative yet brief discussions about multitudinous topics. If you want to go deep into a topic, this is not the podcast for you. We keep it shallow. Now, please welcome your hosts, Jen and Myron. Apparently he was in, apparently, wow, you're just starting recording? My bad. (laughs) (laughs) We've been talking for 20 minutes. No, I'm just kidding. Um, So, you know, you mentioned that you're here with me because you didn't hit record, but I was talking about uh, how the Golden Bachelor has been in the news lately that they found some dirt on him. Oh, not Jerry, the Golden Bachelor. Yes, that he was, um, he st- he stated when he first came on the Golden Bachelor that he wasn't dating or hasn't been on any dates after his wife's passing or whatever. And come to find out, I guess he was in a couple relationships or at least a three-month relationship with a woman. Um, and everybody's giving him shit that he picked who he picked, and I wish I could remember her name. After Teresa. He, her name Teresa. is Teresa. Yeah. Yes. After he found out, um, after he found out what she did for a living. Like almost that he is the golden bachelor gold digger. <laughs> <laughs> so so because Teresa, I think, works in fi- financial services or Finance, something. Finance, yes. Right. She was loaded. And so so Gary had, I mean. I'm not surprised that he had a couple of chicks on his side for a little while, right? I mean, because his wife had passed some time ago, and I don't know why. Like, it wouldn't have been embarrassing to say I had a couple of dates. It was nothing very serious. Just say that. Yes, but apparently it was pretty serious with this woman that he was in a relationship with for three months. Oh, oh, wait a minute. I think I did hear that. He was living with her or something, right? Something like that. I didn't get uh, I didn't get all the deets, but I was like, man, people finding shit out like uh, you can't man. have any privacy. You can't. You can't. And you know what? Look, I think they should know. Look, because Gary is what, 70, 72 or something 72. like that? 72. I mean, come on. There's gonna be some shit in your past at age 72. They said that I think one of the things I saw was not so golden past. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, man, that guy, he should have just come clean. And you know what? We said that because we were watching that here. And once I think the final three, all of them were pretty loaded. Like they had cash. There was no there was nobody on there that that, you know, he was going to have to financially support. But Teresa, exactly. it was clear that Teresa, you know, she act, she is an active worker in financing, and you could tell she was loaded. Loaded. And I think that's when he changed his mind. At least, you know, if you think about, if they talk about money as his background and how right. he was with others that had money, that, because we thought he was going to pick the other one all along. Um, yes. And then after that conversation, it all of a sudden seemed to change. But, you know, to each their own. Like, I don't yeah. know if they're married yet, but um, they have a big, um, they're going to do like the first bachelor where they're getting married and it's televised. Oh, really? They are? Yeah. Wait, I, it's thought, gonna be- I thought um, 
Trista and Ryan did that. Didn't they do they, a big that, that, That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, they're. I think it's January. It's like January 4th or something like that. They're having a big um, TV wedding, the whole deal. Wow. Damn. You know, uh, I have been, uh, of course, you and I love TV. Uh, and I finished the... I told you, I asked our audience, no one really gave any feedback, but there was a, there was a show that I was seeing, Hey, this is really worth watching. And it's called drops of God. And it is on Apple TV. It is French, Japanese, and English. So you're reading, like, I don't really like to read my TV, but I am telling you, if you're not watching or haven't seen Drops of God, you're missing out on a really, really, really fantastic, fantastic show. And it gives you an appreciation. The reason why I'm saying that is because it's about a winemaker who puts these two mm -hmm. people through like uh, a test, oh. uh, a, a few tests. Um, he had passed away and included his daughter in this test with one of his protégés. And I... I've never, you know, I, I stopped drinking about a year ago. February would be about a year. Not that I had a problem. I just, I didn't like how it made me feel afterwards. And um, it just wasn't doing anything for, it didn't taste as good anymore. Not that I'm saying I'll never not have any other drink. But aside from that, I was never a big wine drinker. And if I was, right. I wanted to see the sugar in. Like I, you know, I wanted a Moscato, which is highly sweet. And so through this show, the amount of knowledge and information that you just have no understanding of in the wine industry is fucking mind blowing. And to think yeah. that when you think of a sommelier, like that's a person that can you can bring to your table, usually in the fancy restaurants that will tell you what wines pair best with your foods. And right. there are very like I don't I I can't even give you a number, but it's very insignificant the amount of sommeliers in the entire world. But um, I have a new appreciation for just how much education is needed to, one, have a winery, two, be a sommelier, be a wine owner. Like, it is incredible knowledge. It, it's mind-blowing. So if you want a really good show and you also want to see just some of the science behind wines and what goes on in the wine industry... It is. It, it's really phenomenal. Where is it? It's on Apple TV, right? It's on Apple TV. And is it is it a movie or a series? It is a series, and it's a limited series. So I think oh, it's eight perfect. episodes. Mm -hmm. um, so there's no season two associated with it. Not that I've I've seen, but um, really, really good. And you know, I, I was on Apple TV, so I stuck with it. And um, I started a show that you told me was really good, which is Silo. Oh, Silo is so good. It's so good. I'm going to be disappointed, though, if there is not some sort of resolution to what's outside. Like, I am, I already know there's season two, which is really frustrating because that means that we don't know something or maybe a cliffhanger. So I'm going to be pissed mm -hmm. if um, we don't know what's outside. I have the biggest crush on the lead actor, Rebecca Ferguson. Oh yeah, she's really good. Yeah, yeah, I, I love that lady. She's in uh, Mission Impossible. She's in like two or three of those Mission Impossible movies, and then she she plays Jenny Lind in The Greatest Showman. Oh. And yeah, and she doesn't sing; she lip syncs the song. 
that I can't think of the lady's the actual singer's name, but it's that really great song. I'm never, never, never enough. Never yes, that oh. song. Is, right, and so Chia, it's a funny story behind that. She had been practicing because she can't sing, but she had been practicing singing this song um, when, uh, as part of the role. Um, they had given her the lyrics and then sing it, and the and the lady who sings it. Um, I can't think of her name. She's a British um, lady. She was teaching her. And Rebecca Ferguson just said, wait a minute, I can't sing this like you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's that lady's voice. But Rebecca Ferguson plays the role. Anyway, that lady went on to record songs and blah, blah, blah. She has a, a music career. I just can't think of her name. I'm sorry. But, um, but um, yeah, so anyway, Rebecca Ferguson is gorgeous. Like, I like, man, I got the biggest crush on this lady. So I didn't know where I was going with that. But anyway. So she's I'm dirty gonna... in it because she works on the generator in the silo. So she's yes. always sort of grease up and stuff like that. But just, yeah, she's a flawless yes. beauty. That's for so sure. It, it, I mean, the, the season season two will resolve um, a lot of things. But there are a lot of things that by the end of season one, you know. And then... It just, yeah, it's very good. Like, I don't want to spoil it for the audience or anything, but Silo on Apple, what is it, eight episodes, I think? Yeah, I think it's eight. So eight I'm, on, I'm on episode five, I think. Yes, it's it's very good. And what else are you watching? So you got um, Drops of God, Silo. Silo. I've got my Real Housewives of Orange County, or not oh, Orange oh. County, Beverly Hills, Miami, and um, uh say uh utah so salt lake city so oh, oh. that one has the season finale next week of course tons of drama associated with that um i was also i, I watched we we talked about the movie at the end of the world or something what are we what was the yes um what well there's a couple that are, are in the same genre so there's a murder at the end of the world on Hulu oh. that I just finished which, I guessed it. I guessed it. I guessed it on that last episode. I started watching. I plugged it. I started the last final episode. This is a limited series as well. And I knew immediately. And you know, the one thing about being single, I mean, it's just one that I that I don't like. So maybe there's two things about being single that I don't like, but um, everything else I love um, is if I have a, if I'm watching a show and I guess what's going to happen. I have no mm -hmm. one to share that with. <laughs> <laughs> so you say it out loud and no one can validate that you said it. So you have to go on my word that I watched it and I was like, oh, I am damn sure this is the case. But I have no one to validate. <laughs> that is so funny. Cause you know, I, I watch a lot of like weird little stuff. Like I like foreign movies, the subtitles like you were talking about mysteries and stuff you know and i had that happen because no one around here watches any of that stuff with me and I, sometimes i'll talk a lot i go that lady didn't do it it's not her you know <laughs> <laughs> it's the craziest thing it's the one thing that and taking up the garbage cans like taking out the garbage cans and bringing the garbage cans up I hate it. <laughs> what are you do you watching? remember did you remember do you remember when garbage collection were men on the trunk trucks that got off the truck and came to get your garbage can yes they would stand on the back of the garbage truck <laughs> <laughs> right so when i was a kid growing up in oakland there were there were three guys on a truck it was like the driver and two guys standing on the back 
and they would get out. They would go to our backyard, get our garbage can, take it to the truck, empty it, and take the garbage can back to the backyard. Wait, what? They went to your backyard to get it? So you never even had yes. to get it as a curb? Yes, there was no curb. They went to the backyard to get it, or to the side of your house or something like that to get your garbage can. Insane. That's wild. Like, that is wild. <laughs> like, now, they would go to your backyard. Nowadays, yeah. nobody would go in your backyard. Yeah, they would totally go. And if, and if you had a dog or something, then you had to put your can outside the gate. But if you didn't have a dog, as long as your gate your gate just couldn't be locked, they just walk into your, ours is on the side of the house. They just walk to the side of the house, they get it, empty it, bring it back. Wow, okay. That's and now, crazy. And now, like, our, the garbage truck that comes around here, it's just one guy in a truck. Yeah, right? who just says, pushes a button. Just pushes a button, and <laughs> it picks up the it picks up my trash can, and Elian was complaining that you know the the arm extends from the truck, it picks up the trash can, it shakes it in the in the uh, bin, and then it puts it down, but it doesn't extend the arm back to put the garbage can back, so the, our our cans will be sort of left in the street. Yeah. <laughs> And you know, what's great is that if people are not aware, I do this every month, I they have a company, it, it, we're not a pay, they're not paying us, but it's called Been So Clean in, in the Sacramento area. And they come and clean my bins once a month. So they sanitize them, clean them, and then they're ready to go just in case stuff spills in the garbage can right. or it's sticky. It is it's a very minimal amount and it is the best service. I love it. Cause then I don't feel like your garbage get all gross and you know, some garbage, you know, you know, like what's eggs. funny about that? Like I've never heard of that service. And I, I had just been railing about that because I had something, just what you said, something spill in my old garbage can. I had to get a new one and it just, it just built up the gook. Yep. And you know, it would not go away. Well, it could have gone away if I had cleaned the can, but <laughs> I have standards and I was like, I'm not going to clean this garbage can. <laughs> so you just asked for a new one. <laughs> I did. I, like I went to the city. I was like, look, I've had this, I've had this can for like 15 years. And so then they were like, well, why don't you get a bigger one? And I'm like, well, how much more does it cost? And it was something like 39 cents. So I said, let me think about it. I'll get back. to you. Oh my God. <laughs> bins clean is like 30 something bucks that's not bad at all and they're all they smell nice they're all sanitized they're scrubbed on the inside and scrubbed on the outside and then put back on the side of my house so it is really a good feature you you know you said something just about how you didn't know that existed and I was listening to I might have saw a video come across my page and you know how companies talk about we want our employees to deliver white glove service, like a really good concierge experience, yes. positive. And this person said, what went off in my head is that most people that are probably working in customer service have never been treated with white glove service. So when they say that out That's loud, crazy. 
they can't register what white glove service means because you know if you've ever flown first class you get a warm towel a hot cookie uh you get somebody waiting on your hand and foot most people that are working in customer service i'm not i'm not trying to generalize here but that have worked in customer service jobs that pay 17 to 25 dollars an hour have never been given white glove service so how do they expect businesses when they give that message to their employees that we want our customers to be treated with white glove service, if I've never been treated with white that's, glove that's service. That's actually, that's a great point. That's a great Mind point. Mind blown. Mind yeah, blown. and you know what? I, I think, so now that you put it like that, I think some of, you know, we see those videos of these angry people, people angry at customer service people, restaurant people and airline people and stuff like that. I think some of that disconnect comes from that, that that the people who pay for services generally have a higher likelihood to have experienced what you call white glove service. And the people behind the counter, like you're saying, have not. And that person who is, you know, in Target or Old Navy or, you know, wherever they are, you know, they're buying something and you have someone behind the counter who, right? You know, they're depending on where you are in the country, you're pre, you're between seven and twenty dollars an hour. Exactly. Right? The federal, right? The federal minimum wage is seven twenty five. Oh. Right, and that's and, and and many Republican states have that as their minimum wage because that's the federal minimum. So now imagine you're working at, I don't know, IHOP or Red Lobster, and you're in, um, say Alabama, where the minimum wage is seven twenty five. Right. And someone comes in there and maybe they're middle to upper middle class and they have, you know, they have some experiences going to different countries or maybe they, you know, they have a, enough wealth or income to go to, you know, having gone to a five star restaurant, you know, or a big wedding or a corporate event at a resort or something like that. And then they come into your place and you're making seven twenty five. Right. And you, you know, you're, you're living, you're living as best you can. And then that person wants a type of service that they would have gotten at the resort they were at, you know, and it, there's a disconnect. It just, it's not going to work. And this person for 725 or 15 or 20 is like, you know what? I am working as many hours as I can. And my company won't let me work 40 hours because I have to get full benefits. So, you know, I'm working at Starbucks. I get three hours here. I get five hours here. You know, I get six hours there and I'm trying to make it work. And now you're yelling at me because I didn't shake your eight word drink. Oh my God. It's crazy because think about use Hasbro. So I don't know if you saw Hasbro, the CEO, the COO and the CFO all received I don't know, over a couple of million dollars. It could have been more, a couple million dollars bonuses for this year, all while Hasbro just laid off a thousand people. So think wow. about those Hasbro CEOs going to, um, uh, I don't want to use IHOP because maybe they won't go, but let's just say they go to a fancy restaurant. Let's say they go to the yeah. kitchen um, yeah. and they spend $250. The kitchen is a really great experience. Um, but so they're sitting there and they give, they think to themselves, wow, 
this is a great experience. This is what we need to do for our customers. So then they take their thought process and then they take it to these frontline employees and say, I want you to deliver the same thing that I received at this Michelin star rated restaurant. Like the expectations, they're so, that to me was such a mind blown that we don't do. It's very similar. You and I have been in corporate America. I'm still in corporate America. Um, You were in there longer than me because you'll always be older. But if we think about how, we always tell and have always said we need to explain the whys to our yes. employees so that they can understand the directive, not just because we're saying it, but here's everything that's tied to it. And when a when a, when a company now says, I want you to provide white glove service, if you are in that environment where the COO or the VP or the owner says, create a white glove service, you need to ask them what that means. Because what does that mean? What does that mean to you? Because it's not going to mean the same thing to the frontline employee. It's very similar, right. sir. If I was to ask you, let me ask you this question. What is your definition of funny? What is my definition of fun? Uh, funny. Like when, oh, when oh, you say uh, I want somebody that's funny, what does that mean? Um, to me, it would mean someone who um, is lighthearted, and has an interest in making another person or persons feel good by saying um, non-hurtful, not hateful, hurtful things, uh, but keeping the conversation light. I like that. Yeah, I love that. Now, my definition of funny is sarcastic, witty, and have thick skin. Like somebody that makes me yeah. laugh is very sarcastic and witty. Now, see how we both, the word funny is in Webster's dictionary probably has one definition, but in the yeah. real world, right. it is two to, it's very similar to dating. Like if you say to somebody, oh, I like somebody that's funny. Well, dude, what does funny mean to you? Because I don't like any slapstick bullshit. Like, I don't want you to say that um, the three- what are, Stooges. What are like the three, the three stooges, stooges is not your, is not funny to you. That's not funny to me. But to somebody saying, I want someone that's funny and I think I'm hilarious. And they're like, well, you're not that funny. Well, bitch, because I'm not a three stooge and don't even say anything <laughs> after that. But um, so in this world, in this environment, we as just people in general have to ask more questions because we automatically assume everybody knows the definition or our definition of what we're trying to communicate. So I think it's if you yeah. if you have people on your team or you're leading a team or you're in a dating and you're talking to somebody, make sure you ask like, hey, what does that mean to you? What does it mean for someone you were looking for someone to be kind? Like what is yeah, that I definition? Th- I, th- I think that's a good point. We talked about something similar on one of our other podcasts when um, I was somewhere and saw a lady who I know, um, I happen to know is uh, very well off, like wealthy, very well off. And they were really upset at a server in a restaurant and really just, 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 it just turned into one of those caring kind of moments. And the server at the restaurant was really kind and patient and doing her best offering solutions. And, you know, there's just, just like frontline workers everywhere, there's only so much they can do, right? And they can't solve the world. And that that person just exercised just her American right to just look down on someone. It was really, it was really awful. And the the server, the host, it wasn't, it was the server, but it was the host. And she was probably 20, 23, 24, very young going up against a 50 something year old accomplished person, you know, and 
she was the more mature and handled it better. Crazy. And yeah, and I just thought it was what you were saying. Like this lady wanted Michelin star level service and response and accommodations inside a resort pizza restaurant. It's the the (laughs) entitlement. It's the thought process that you think that you think everybody lives like this. Yes. And just, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's a great point, but you know what? I go back to something you said earlier about um, the, the wine industry and how there's so much science that goes into it. And that's from, if you're just joining the show, uh, Jen talked about uh, a series on Apple called um, Drops, Drops of God. Of yeah. yeah, and it's about uh, wine and winemaking, the science behind wine and, and things like that. And I was once on a wine tour, wine country tour, a winery tour with, um, I used to work for a company and we took a bunch of sales reps, um, supervisors rather, and managers um, on a reward ceremony. It was about 20, 25 of us, 30. And we went to wine country um, to tour some wineries. So we were picked up in limos Mm. and the limos had mimosas, Mm. right? So it's about a 45 minute drive from Sacramento to the wine country to Napa is where we went. So 45, 50 minutes. So the employee, the people were drinking mimosas on the way to the wineries, right? So we get to the first winery and I don't drink for our audience. I don't drink. So we get to the first winery and they take us into like their caves and, you know, there's people drinking wine and samples. I don't know how they do it. You know, wine tasting, that's what it's called. Wine tasting. And, but they're also um, explaining winemaking, but by the first tour, by the end of the first tasting, people are pretty, I don't want to say drunk, but they had, you know, mimosas on the way and then a couple of glasses uh, or tasted, tasting. And then we left the winery, went to another winery. And then by by midway through that winery, this group of people, they were pretty drunk. And the tour guide was, again, trying to explain the science behind wine making. And I, I wanted to hear because I thought it was fascinating. But, of course, I was the only sober one. So... <laughs> so they were everybody nobody wanted to listen to the the the, the tour guy talk about winemaking they wanted to just get to the tasting and so then so that was two wineries and then we went to lunch at, at a different winery and there was wine there and then we went to a final place um a winery and i think it was i can't think of the name was right but anyway anyway by the time we got there everybody was shit-faced and they threw us out <laughs> oh my god <laughs> they threw they they tossed the entire group out they were like you guys gotta go you know you drive behind the counter trying to pour your own wine oh my god yeah people supervisors were making out it just it turned into it was like a, it was like a it was like a college keg party it was just it was a mess <laughs> and then by the time we drove back in the limousines because now people had bought wine because you could buy wine on these tours. And by the time we got back to the office, everybody was drunk. Happy, happy were passed out. There were people crying. It was, it was a it was a mess. So I never got to learn about winemaking. So I'm really looking forward to watching this show. That's what I was gonna, 
<laughs> you're gonna and the, the amount of skill that comes with it, it it's just it's super incredible but yeah I, I thought about that stood out to me in regards to white glove service because we're always asking our customer service agents to provide it and yeah. no one really explains what that means because they haven't really experienced it so I, I thought that's a really good um part and segue into you know I hate when uh, you're told to do something, but no one explains what their expectations are. Yes, that it's that that's really frustrating. And yeah. you know, you know, okay, look, it's it's not the same thing, but it just reminded me of it. You know how if you need tech support, <laughs> oh, and, and the tech support people will say, "Well, just do." Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you're like, "Well, what? Like, what is that? Like, what is that? What do I do?" That is so fucking annoying. They're like, did you did you connect the IP address to the blah, yes. blah, 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 blah. And you're like, yes. the fuck? I'm not an IT man. Like, stop. Right. You need to dummy this down for me. And, and, and listen, I, I was playing. Look, let me tell you, this is, this is also related to if you ever play video games with kids or younger people and you have a controller. And you're playing a video game and they scream at you because you're not doing something wrong or you can't do what they're doing. And you say, well, how do I do this? How, what do I do? What do I do? They'll just say, hit A, B, X, 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 B. And you're like, <laughs> what? Like, what do I do with this stupid little thing in my hand? Like, you know, I, was playing, I was playing Mario Kart with Eliane and Leah. And Leah, my daughter, we were racing. And her car is doing things my car is not doing. And I'm like, well, what do I do? She had to press X. I'm like, what is X? She goes, no, do X, Y. No, hit those buttons up there. I'm like, oh my God. Just like, what do I do? And at one point, sir, she is on a FaceTime with her friend, actively talking about just random stuff. And she's winning the race while she's FaceTiming. And my little car is like exploding, falling off ramps. Like it can't do stuff. And I'm like, you know what? I, I can't do this. <laughs> That's so true because I don't even want to get involved because I don't want somebody to have to explain shit to me. <laughs> she, she's talking about some unrelated topic, but also laughing at me on FaceTime while winning the race in Mario Kart. <laughs> God. Is this the same woman that says Callie? Does she know that in California, in California, we don't say Cali. <laughs> so funny. It's so funny when people say Cali. And I just like, well, okay. <laughs> she, she posted something and she's like, it looks like Cali's welcoming me. No, 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 it's California. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm so, talking about so you, Lillian. You, you know what's funny about that? So, so, so we were, so we were driving somewhere, me and Elian, and then we, we stopped and I, we were just chatting. I said, you know, you have a car habit that I want to talk about. And she's always a pastor because she didn't have a car. She goes, what do you mean? I go, well, when, when you get in the car, you do a lot of stuff before you close the door. <laughs> so I just want you to get in the car, close the door and then do all your stuff. And she's like, well, sometimes I go, no, just get in the car and close the door. And then you can do all your stuff. And then, and, and she's, she's like, well, sometimes I got to do this. It's not that big of a deal. And I go, you know what? California 
is a car country. We have cars. And there's certain things you do, cars, like you can't put your foot on my on my dashboard, your yeah. bare foot or out the window. Like, you know, we're not those kind of people. There are people that do that. And, and, and I go, she goes, oh, it's not that big a deal. And so I go, you know how we have this light rail running around here? She goes, that ain't no light rail. That's, that's not even a train. That's just like a little toy. That's like, that's not like the New York subway. We got, su I go, that exactly. Just like you poo-poo these little trains because there's a big old subway system in New York that's like the shits. That's how we are about cars. So you don't know anything about cars. I don't know anything about trains. So let me tell you, when you get in the car, close the door. <laughs> it's funny so you get a relationship little things that you just don't know like i didn't know beforehand that she would get in the car and not close the door <laughs> so this is now not that you're ever going to be in another relationship but this would be something hypothetically you would add to your must-haves <laughs> Absolutely. You got it. When you get one, when, when your butt hits the seat, it's time to close the door. Like, is her right. foot outside the door? Like her leg is out there? She's no, just... she's in the car, but it's like, oh, she no. might go through her purse. So she no. got to like fiddle around with little stuff. I, I'd be sitting there like, let me tell you, because there's a couple of things. When the door closes, if I put the car in reverse, it automatically locks. Mm. Right. And so right. sometimes she sits down. I put the car in reverse, like, you know, a few seconds later, and I look over, and her door's still open. So I'm like, well, wait a minute. Okay, I can't go anywhere. So I, I got to put it back in drive, or, or I tell her, close the door. But then now her door isn't locked. So now I got to close it. I got to lock the door. <laughs> <laughs> I know this sounds absurd, but if you get in the car, close the door. <laughs> You're not asking for a lock. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, so are you ready for, so we're recording this on 1221. We have Christmas coming up. So we, this will be our final, our final um, podcast up until Christmas. So then we'll have yes. one more before New Year's, but so yes. are you ready for the holiday? So I am. And so like a lot of people, holidays give me anxiety. Yeah. So we had, you and I, we went to an event this past Saturday, our friend, um, Margaret had a corporate event that we went to. It was it was it was lovely. It was wonderful. And then um, uh, we we went to the Kings basketball game for uh, my daughter's best friend. Her birthday is coming up, so we we went to. So she, her girlfriend, my daughter Ellie, and I, we all went to a Kings game. So that was a little event. And then tonight, on Wednesday, Ellie's uh, fellow teachers are having an event dinner thing that we're going to and then we have a day before new year's we're doing a little thing here for leah and her again her friend because they're they're in tahoe right now they come back saturday or something we're doing a little dinner then and then i do christmas eve with leah my uncle's coming over and then christmas day ellen and i are going to go to my other uncles and down in the bay area and i am literally ticking off these events because i'm oh. i'm both Happy to have them, but I'm ticking them off because I'll be glad when they're over. Yeah, that, oh God, that's a lot of stuff. That's, that's a lot, right? I am so stressed. I'm not sleeping well. It's just a lot. So, and I have presents to wrap. <laughs> oh my God, just get bags. 
know, I know, I know. What about you? Are you ready? You know, I just do money. That's the best thing. I because listen, I did something cool for my nephew. My sister suggested that she that he needed, so I I did that. My other nephew wants to have money in his checking account so he can spend it. And my parents like to go shopping after yes. the holidays. So, and my brother and I were going to, I have a friend that um, has season tickets to the Kings and I asked him if they were available this Saturday. So I'm taking my brother to the Kings game, which we've never, he's never been to golden one. So it'll be really fun to have, to, to be able to do that with him before he leaves. Other than that, like, no, I don't, fun. I don't want to do nothing. There's yeah, you know, there's good food at Golden One. Like they have a lot of good restaurants, including a lot of vegan options and um their French a lot fries of their... are so good there. The French mm -hmm. fries at Golden One. I don't know. Do you Delicious. remember? Okay, so during COVID, when you went to the Doco, which is this downtown where Golden One is about a bunch of restaurants, they had a bunch of outdoor seating so that the restaurants could still make some money. Yes. And they would get their French fries from Golden One. And I swear to God, some of the best French fries I've ever had. They're delicious. Yeah, they're delicious. delicious. Um, so so we're doing that. And then something else I'm watching, I think your nephews are like this. Disney Plus has um, the new series. Two episodes were released of um, Percy Jackson and the Olympians. And it's a f famous uh, young adult fantasy book series by Rick Riordan is, is his name. I think that's his last name, Rick Riordan. Anyway, and there was a movie about it, maybe 10... 15 years ago and now Disney has redone it as a series and it's more accurate to the book where they're kids as opposed to um, high school or 20 something year olds and so the first two episodes drop today and they're very good and it's, it's perfect for like 10 to about 18 year olds and then older people who have read the books but 10 to 18 year olds is, is perfect so your nephews may love it Ooh, you know what's yeah. funny mm -hmm. um so every time we talk about my nephews, I just want to make sure that you know their age because every time I tell you, you act fucking shocked. They are 13 and 15. So I think until you can remember, I should start the podcast off with my nephews are 13 <laughs> Because one time, last time you said they're 10 and I was like, dude, they're, <laughs> they're 13 and <laughs> 15. They're going to be bigger than me. I was like, you're not 10 anymore. <laughs> wow, you really do fly by. So, uh, okay, so you're watching that. That's good, right? You're enjoying yes. it? Okay. Yes, it's very good. Percy Jackson Olympians. And the Survivor finale was last night. I haven't watched it, so no spoilers. We're gonna, I'm going to finish that. And um, it's a good group. Like, no real hardcore villains, but pretty congenial people who all are a little bit smart, but also a little bit dumb. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah you know, it's a typical survivor side, you know, the backs, the, um, the blind side vote offs, people going home with, with immunity idols in their pockets, like this kind of stuff. So I'm going to finish that. And then, oh, um, yes. Um, and then tomorrow I'm going to see the new Aquaman movie. Oh, is it, is Jason Momoa in it? He is. This is his last. See, so the DC universe oh boy. has been a disaster in a lot of ways. However, they've made some really good individual movies. They're they're not always great, like 
award-winning movies like some of those Marvel movies, but they're very good for comic book people. And so, but they've reorganized and they put the whole DCU, as it's called, under one person's creative deal, this guy named James Gunn, who makes, eh, he makes okay movies. He makes movies that are good, but in his mind, they're great, but they're good, right? So anyway, Jason Momoa as Aquaman, this is like a holdover from the old regime, and it's the last movie in that old regime. So he doesn't include What's-Her-Face? Well, I I checked that, um, Amber Heard. So they drastic, she was, she's in it, but not very much. And um, from what I've been finding out online, her part was just cut down so that it's not significant. Although it wasn't significant in the first one. Like yeah, she yeah. wasn't, like she was in it for a little bit, but if she wasn't in it, it's not a big deal. Like she's oh, not okay. a main, she's not a main character. So yeah, anyway, so it's Jason Momoa and it's his last, his last um, part um, of that, in that role, but they think he's going to be another character in DC in the next wave. So um, we'll see how that goes. Okay. Wow. I mean, we cover, we have been chatting for quite some time. We were going to do a smaller uh, podcast this week so that, you know, we could give our audience a taste of just a little bit of holiday, leave them hanging until we do our final episode. So we cover a lot today and such a, such great dialogue. I always appreciate catching up with you and, and giving you shit and, and I'm sure vice versa. Yeah. So I'm glad we were able to do this today and um, I'll check in before Christmas, but um, I probably won't see you before then. So have a wonderful Christmas with your family and um, sister and parents and brother and your older nephews. <laughs> <laughs> and I just am so happy that Ilian's here. You guys get to celebrate Christmas together in her new home and her Cali. <laughs> yeah. And um, so we're gonna we're gonna fix that. So that's your feedback to give to her. That Cali's not something you say when you're a California re- resident. Um, you know. And then you have a new, which we didn't talk about, but I would love to get when we next week your new fuzzy fur um cat that. I know you say is not yours. It's Eliane and Leah and and Leah's, but yes. I want to hear your perspective on that next week. And I hope that everybody, all your family, has an amazing, amazing holiday. Yes, thank you, sir. We'll yeah, we'll talk about the new cat and the name and all this kind of stuff next week. Have a great week. We'll talk to you later. Yeah, peace out, mofos. Peace Bye. out. Love this podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review. Visit the episode description to find out how you can connect with the hosts on social media. Voice Memos is a production of Dear Dean Publishing. All rights and trademarks reserved. No portion of this podcast shall be reproduced commercially without consent.